continuing our study of first john and we're ready to pick up in verse 12 and uh, just as a kind of an introduction to this part of this chapter i believe that this is an indication in these verses that god really wants us to grow as a christian not to stay as we are but to continue to get deeper and deeper with him and come to become a mature believer in christ and in these verses, we th see three stages <clears throat> of spiritual development. These groups are called children, young men, and fathers. And they're not, I don't think they're related to gender or to age. You see, a 60-year-old man can be a baby Christian. And a person who <clears throat> is fairly young, like in their 20s, can be a person who's really grown and ex is experiencing some maturity. Listen to what he says, verse 12. I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Let's look at these three pictures of, of growth. First, the baby Christian. Baby Christians are the newborn ones. I write to you, dear children. Twice in these verses, he calls them dear children. New believers are like little children. They're little Christians. They're baby Christians. And there's much they don't know, and there's much they have to learn. And so it's important for us to recognize that. And little children are born ones, as you could translate it, is a general term describing all children of God. Now, it's normal to be a baby. Everybody comes into this world as a baby. I have a new great-grandchild, and I was holding that little boy the other day, and little Bradley Scott, and he's just about a month old, and he is completely unable to take care of himself you know he, his diaper has to be changed he has to be fed he has to be cared for and he can't do anything for himself he's just a baby he's got to learn he's got to learn to talk he's got to learn to walk he's got to learn to eat he's got to learn all those things and and if everything is normal he will and that's what we must do as believers there are two characteristics of baby christians that are given here one is that our sins have been forgiven. And that's really important. It says they've been forgiven by his name. And as many as call on his name, the Bible says, will be forgiven of their sins. So that's one of the first things that comes home to a new believer. That is that their sins have been forgiven. The past is gone. The Bible says he's buried into the depths of the sea. The Bible says he puts it behind his back and remembers it against us no more. The Bible says it's as far away from us now as the east is from the west. In other words, God uses very descriptive things in Scripture to tell us that he has forgiven us and taken our sins away. We don't have to worry about them anymore. We don't have to fret about them. They've been taken away. And that's a picture of what's happened in the life of a new believer. And that's one of the things that's really important to the new believer. But it's good to never forget that, that we have always been forgiven and that that forgiveness has come through jesus christ our lord 
and in him and him alone is their forgiveness. And our sins have been forgiven, and they've been forgiven by his name. The Bible says no other name by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus. But also, another characteristic of the new believer, you've known the Father. By experience, a relationship with God brings us into this wonderful, wonderful growth experience with him. We get to know God better. We get to know who he is and what he's like. We begin to, the Bible talks about not only knowing God, but knowing his ways. You see, when you, you spend a lot of time with somebody, you begin to understand their ways, why they talk like they do, why they act like they do, why they have the habits they have, why they have the attitudes they have. And when we get to know God, we begin to know his ways, and his ways are past finding out, and they're a mystery because his ways are higher as, as high as the heavens are above the earth from us, but we can get to know them. We can come into understanding about them as we have this relationship with him. And then second, there's, the, there's the, the growing Christian, and the growing Christian is learning the true nature of the struggle we have as believers. That's why he says, calls them young men. He says, I write to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. You see, our struggle's not against people, and sometimes our new believers don't realize that. And they don't realize the struggle that we're in and the battle that we're in against the world, the flesh, and the devil. But as we grow, we begin to understand this. Our struggle's not against people, but against the devil. It's a battle in our mind, and it's a battle for choosing to trust Christ every day and to go his way. And you see, this distinctive mark of a growing Christian is that we're getting victory over areas of our lives where we used to fail, victories in areas of our lives where we used to stumble, and, and things that we used to have a real problem with, we can overcome now. And also, growing Christians are getting to be spiritually strong. And, and, and John says here that, that I'm writing to you because you're strong. Be strong in the Lord, Paul said, and in the power of his might. And Paul also said, when I'm weak, then am I strong. In other words, when I realize I'm not strong, when I realize I don't have a lot of strength, that's when I do have strength because I trust in him. But also, growing Christians, let the word of God live in them. That's what John says in 2.14. And the word of God lives in you. And Colossians 3.16 echoes that, let the word of God dwell in you richly. And when you and I begin to let God's word speak to us and guide us and challenge us and enable us, then that's when we begin to grow. It begins to get a grip on us as we begin to get a grip on it. And there's a difference between being spiritual or being mature. You see, being, we can be spiritual even as a new believer if we let the spirit control our lives, but we won't become mature until we grow and reach that place where we uh, begin to experience things that we've never experienced before. So that's the last one, the mature Christian. The mature Christian has a deeper personal relationship with God. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. You have this <clears throat> growing knowledge and understanding of God. You've known God for a long time, and you're continuing to grow in that knowledge. Also, a mature Christian grows to be like Christ, and from this long fellowship with Christ, you become more and more and more like Jesus. So, 
Which one describes you? Are you a baby Christian? Are you a growing Christian? And of course, even a mature Christian is still a growing Christian. We never stop growing. We never stop learning. But the mature Christian has come to understand things that enable them to live a more uh, life of more completeness and satisfaction and joy. So God bless you. Have a great day. Just trust the Lord today. 